0: IN THE CONVENIENCE STORE, I HEARD SOMEONE TELL A, a SAD STORY. I FORGET EXACTLY WHAT IT WAS AND I WASN'T LISTENING IN, BUT uh, I HEARD THE CASHIER JUST SAY, WELL, BETTER LUCK NEXT TIME. AND uh, THEN I HEARD SOMEONE TALK ABOUT A LUCKY STREAK AND SOMEONE TALK ABOUT A RABBIT'S FOOT AND IT MADE ME THINK ABOUT THE WORD LUCK, LADY LUCK AND and uh, I, I even got thinking, I think, many of, of people who believe in Jesus. We call them God's people who committed to Christ. Maybe they think that their success, their future, is tied to luck. If I only could hit a, a lucky streak. Well, that led me on in my thinking to something that the Lord gave me years ago, but I haven't talked about it for a very long time namely, God's blessing. You know, the word blessing, I think, is an underappreciated word in our vocabulary. Sometimes when somebody sneezes, we say, bless you. Sometimes when we're going to pray for the food, we say, say the blessing. And, and, and we kind of just use it very casually. And yet the word bless, blessed blessing, is there all over the scripture. And then there's an enormous power IN THE WORD BLESSING, IF WE UNDERSTAND IT FOR YOUR LIFE, FOR YOUR FAMILY, FOR RELATIONSHIPS, FOR YOUR CAREER, AND and WHAT I HOPE TO DO TODAY AND IN DAYS TO COME IS TO HELP US TO HAVE AN INCREASED AWARENESS OF GOD'S BLESSING. Let, LET ME JUST START BY READING THIS FROM PROVERBS CHAPTER 10. THE BLESSING OF THE LORD MAKES RICH AND HE ADDS NO SORROW WITH IT. THE BLESSING OF THE LORD MAKES RICH, RICH IN EVERY WAY. AND uh, uh, YOU KNOW, I WANT TO SAY SOMETHING RIGHT UP FRONT THAT THE BLESSING OF GOD IS EVEN GREATER THAN A MIRACLE FROM GOD. NOW, MIRACLES FROM GOD ARE GOOD, BLESSING IS GOOD, BUT I WOULD SAY THE BLESSING IS EVEN GREATER. Uh, SOMETIMES WE USE THE WORD BLESSING AND MIRACLE AS IF THEY WERE INTERCHANGEABLE WITHOUT ANY DISTINCTION. BUT JUST FOR A MOMENT, IMAGINE TWO ROADS YOU COULD travel. One would be the road of blessing. One would be the road of miracles. And I think maybe depending on your background, your church affiliation, uh, some might uh, say, well, I want to go down the miracle road. (laughs) I I believe God is a miracle-working God. And And I certainly believe that and thank God for that. I say miracles are God's provision because of his love. SOMETIMES THINGS HAPPEN THAT ARE TOTALLY BEYOND OUR CONTROL. SOMETIMES WE PEOPLE DO UNWISE, EVEN DUMB THINGS. AND GOD HELPS US. GOD HAS A MIRACLE FOR YOU. I COULD TELL STORIES FROM MY OWN LIFE WHERE MAYBE I DIDN'T THINK ENOUGH. I DIDN'T ALLOW GOD'S WISDOM TO COME ENOUGH SO I MADE A WRONG CHOICE AND THEN TYNA AND I BROUGHT IT TO THE LORD IN PRAYER and, AND THE ONLY WAY I CAN EXPLAIN IT IS THAT GOD DID A MIRACLE. I also say that miracles prove the reality of Jesus Christ. And so we see that, of course, around the world. Many of you follow our gospel campaigns. You you know, when 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 miracles spontaneously erupt across a a vast crowd, it 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 brings home to the people the reality that Jesus Christ is alive. So that road that we call the miracle road, it's beautiful. But I'm saying if you had that choice. THE MIRACLE ROAD OR THE BLESSING ROAD? I THINK I WOULD STILL GO THE BLESSING ROAD EVEN THOUGH I CAN GO BOTH OF THEM. YOU SEE, MIRACLES ONLY HAPPEN IN A CRISIS. THE ONLY TIME YOU WILL EVER NEED A MIRACLE IN YOUR LIFE IS WHEN YOU ARE IN A FIX. SO FOR EXAMPLE, THE MIRACLE OF SALVATION, WELL, IT PRESUPPOSES THAT THERE ARE uh, YOU HAVEN'T YET COME TO THE REALIZATION THAT YOUR SINS ARE FORGIVEN. THERE'S A SPIRITUAL CRISIS. IF YOU NEED HEALING IN YOUR BODY, THAT MEANS VERY OFTEN THAT, WELL, IT MEANS ALWAYS THAT YOUR BODY IS IN A CRISIS. IF YOU SAY, I NEED A FINANCIAL MIRACLE, THAT MEANS THAT YOUR FINANCES ARE IN A CRISIS. YOU'RE SUFFERING POVERTY OR LACK. IF YOU SAY, I NEED A MIRACLE IN MY RELATIONSHIP, IT MEANS THAT THERE'S A CRISIS IN THE RELATIONSHIP, MAYBE strife. AND SO THANK GOD, GOD HAS MIRACLES FOR YOU. But I say a, a miracle mentality where all we can see is God is a miracle working God. That's really a form of a crisis mentality. You go from crisis to crisis, from miracle to miracle. And so I want to say this, and I think you know that I believe in God's miracle provision, but miracles were not God's first intention. Miracles is not what God promised Adam and Eve in the garden. Another thing miracles are never as abundant as the blessing of God. The blessing of God is always more abundant. You think about the people of Israel who had this miracle eating manna. They were eating the manna as they wandered through the wilderness and it was a supernatural supply of manna. But then when they came into the promised land, they didn't need uh, the manna anymore. They had they were in a land of milk and honey. I mean, it's wonderful. We can read some of the most outstanding miracles like Jesus feeding 5,000. But the reason he had to feed them is because they were in a crisis. They were hungry and there was no food store around. What's even better than being in a crisis for food is to know that I'm blessed with daily bread. I mean, if you say, I need a car, I don't have money to get a car. Well, that's, God can help you. I've seen God give a car to people. Uh, but it's even greater to be able to, to have the resources where you can get your car and you can help somebody else get a car. Uh, you say, I need rent money. That's wonderful. It's even greater to have money for your rent or your mortgage and even be able to help somebody else. One thing about miracles is that we need them again and again if we depend on that. Uh, you know, you say miracles are time limited. Actually, the longest miracle, other than the miracle of new life in Christ, and uh, other miracles like the resurrection of Jesus. But as far as a supernatural intervention, for example, in the life of the people of Israel, the longest miracles was the 40 year miracle when they wandered in the wilderness. Actually, for that 40 year period, they were outside of God's will. So that's another observation that God will give people miracles because God is a good God, even when the people are outside of God's will. SO I WOULDN'T SAY THAT JUST BECAUSE SOMETHING SUPERNATURAL HAPPENED THAT THIS IS SORT OF A a BADGE OF APPROVAL THAT YOU WERE IN GOD'S WILL. NO, NO, uh, THAT FOR for 40 YEARS, THAT MIRACLE LASTED. THEY RECEIVED BREAD FROM HEAVEN FOR 40 YEARS, BUT EVEN THAT WAS TIME LIMITED. MOST uh, MIRACLES IN SCRIPTURE ARE MUCH MORE TIME LIMITED. Uh, YOU KNOW, SIMON PETER WALKED ON THE WATER, NOT EVERY DAY, NOT ONCE A WEEK, NOT ONCE A MONTH, ONCE feeding of the 5,000 was one time. You know, going back to the story of the manna, it says in Joshua five twelve. then the manna seized on the day after they had eaten the produce of the land, and the children of Israel no longer had manna, but they ate the food of the land. Catch this, catch this, catch this. Israel had experienced something great, and this is for you. For 40 years, they had had a supernatural MIRACLE, IF YOU WISH, SUPPLY. BUT NOW THEY STEPPED INTO SOMETHING GREATER THAN A MIRACLE. THEY STEPPED INTO THE BLESSING. THEY STEPPED INTO THE MILK AND HONEY WHERE NO ONE WOULD EVER BE HUNGRY. YOU you, you SEE, THE BLESSING IS ABUNDANT, IT'S GREAT. THE BLESSING ACTUALLY IS GOD'S ORIGINAL PLAN. I SAID EARLIER, GOD DIDN'T PROMISE MIRACLES IN THE BEGINNING, HE PROMISED THE blessing. I QUOTE FROM GENESIS 1, AND THEN I'LL JUMP DOWN TO VERSE 28. IT SAYS, GOD BLESSED THEM SAYING. NOTICE HE BLESSED THEM. SO WHAT WAS THE BLESSING? HE SAID SOMETHING. HE SAID, BE FRUITFUL AND MULTIPLY AND FILL THE WATERS AND THE SEAS AND LET THE BIRDS MULTIPLY ON THE EARTH. AND THEN LATER ON, I MENTIONED VERSE 28 THERE, IT COMES AGAIN. THEN GOD BLESSED THEM AND GOD SAID TO THEM, BE FRUITFUL AND MULTIPLY. FILL THE EARTH AND SUBDUE IT. HAVE DOMINION OVER THE FISH OF THE SEA, OVER THE BIRDS OF THE AIR, OVER EVERY LIVING THING THAT MOVES ON THE EARTH. SO I'LL COME TO THIS IN A MOMENT, BUT THE BLESSING WERE WORDS FROM GOD SPOKEN OVER THE PEOPLE. GOD HAS SPOKEN WORDS OVER YOU. I I WOULD SAY THE BLESSING PREVENTS CRISIS. LET ME MODIFY THAT A LITTLE BIT. IT DOESN'T MEAN THAT YOU NEVER HAVE A CRISIS COME YOUR WAY. NO. You'll have a lot of crises, but some of the self inflicted crises can be prevented by God's blessing, by walking in God's wisdom. That's why I, I just sense everybody who is listening to the sound of my voice, everyone who I have the privilege to influence for the Lord Jesus Christ, I want to help us to step into God's blessing covenant. You know, the blessing. Uh, It it is often God's natural laws at work. Now, we believe that the natural laws, the laws of nature can be suspended supernaturally. That's why we talk about Simon Peter walking on the water, for example. Lazarus raised from the dead. This was a suspension of natural laws. But the blessing works with natural laws. LIKE JOSEPH WAS BLESSED. HE WAS WORKING. HE WAS DILIGENT AND GOD BLESSED THE WORK OF HIS HAND. HE MADE EVERYTHING IN HIS HAND TO PROSPER and, AND SO HE WAS ABLE TO HAVE THIS BLESSING MENTALITY THAT DOESN'T NECESSARILY MEAN THAT THERE'S GOING TO BE NO CRISIS, BUT IT MEANS YOU AVOID THE WORST OF THE CRISIS BECAUSE OF GOD'S WISDOM THAT HELPS YOU IN THE MIDDLE OF THAT DARKNESS TO TRIUMPH. I JUST TRY TO, Make you hungry and desirous and uh, appreciating the blessing. So, look at the little line I put on the screen for you the blessing is permanent, it's irreversible, it's abundant, it's eternal. That's quite a, quite a, quite a mouthful there. I said it, it's permanent. That means God is not going to pull it back. What God has given. His blessing through Jesus, he's not about to to, to take that away from you or to reverse it. It's abundant. It's more than enough. And it is eternal. You know, uh, we'll get to that in a moment maybe. Or later on when God spoke to Abraham, he said, I will bless you and make you great. True greatness is in the blessing of God. Whatever greatness is for you, it's in the blessing of God. Remember, the blessing of God makes rich and adds no favor, no, no sorrow to it. Lots of favor to it. Now, I've already touched on this, but let's dig a little deeper. God's blessing is words of favor. It said there in Genesis, God says, I, I, I will bless you. I bless you. Be fruitful, multiply, subdue, subdue, take dominion. So it it was words from God that blessed, favored the people. Now, you know, today, as I said, we, we use words quite flippantly. That's why I say somebody sneezes and we say, bless you. (laughs) AND and MAYBE THAT'S WHAT THEY NEED OR or, or THE BLESSING IS A PHRASE WE USE JUST FOR SAYING A FEW WORDS OF PRAYER OVER THE FOOD AND THAT'S ALSO NICE, BUT WE KIND OF DIMINISH IT A LITTLE BIT AND WE USE WORDS KIND OF VERY CASUALLY. NOW, IN THE BIBLE, BOTH IN THE HEBREW LANGUAGE AND IN THE GREEK LANGUAGE, WORDS WERE VERY PRECISE. And uh, I DON'T MEAN THAT THE BIBLE IS ONLY FOR LAWYERS, BUT YOU KNOW, LAWYERS IN OUR CULTURE MAY BE MORE PRECISE WITH THEIR WORDS THAN ANY OTHER GROUP, I suppose LAWYERS AND DOCTORS. BUT uh, WHEN GOD SPEAKS WORDS, THEY'RE VERY MEANINGFUL. IT'S NOT FLIPPANTLY. GOD DOESN'T SAY, I BLESS YOU, KIND OF JUST just, just to, TO GET you OFF HIS BACK. NO. Uh, the, IN THE BIBLE, THE BLESSING WORDS ARE GOD'S WORDS OF FAITH SPOKEN OVER YOU. GOD BELIEVES IN YOU. NOW, THE OPPOSITE IN SCRIPTURE, OUR our BLESSING IS CURSE. THAT DOESN'T MEAN DESTRUCTION IN THE SENSE OF JUST CRUSHING A PERSON. IT MEANS THE WORD ACTUALLY IN THE HEBREW MEANS WITHER, TO BE REDUCED. Uh, TO BLESS IS TO SPEAK WELL OF THAT YOU FLOURISH. WORDS OF CURSES REDUCE US. YOU KNOW, uh, the, THE WORD THERE IS EULOGIO IS TO SPEAK WELL OF. GOD HAS SPOKEN WELL OF YOU. OH, THERE there ARE SOME SCRIPTURE VERSES THAT JUST COME TO MY MIND WHEN I THINK ABOUT HOW GOD HAS SPOKEN WELL OF PETER YOUNGREN. GOD HAS SPOKEN WELL OF YOU. I THINK OF EPHESIANS CHAPTER 1, VERSE 3, BLESSED BE THE GOD AND SAVIOR OF THE LORD JESUS CHRIST WHO HAS BLESSED US WITH EVERY SPIRITUAL BLESSING IN CHRIST. Everyone, not some, not a few, not some if we deserve it, but God has blessed us with every blessing. And, and then I think about how uh, the Apostle Peter in Second Peter chapter one, he, the very first opening verses there are so powerful. he elaborates on how grace and peace be multiplied among us in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And he says that all the things, all things, not some things, not a few things, all things. That pertain to life, that's pretty big, and to godliness, that's big also, have been given to us through the knowledge of Jesus. That's God speaking eulogio, speaking words of blessing over you. And so what we do in response to that, we say what God said. She said that's why words are important. Proverbs 8:2 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So, so we we, we say, I want to get in sync. With WHAT GOD HAS SPOKEN. YOU KNOW, WHEN JESUS TALKED ABOUT THIS IN MARK eleven twenty three, 23 AND I JUST excerpt ONE LITTLE PHRASE THERE, HE SAYS, HE WILL HAVE WHATSOEVER HE SAYS AND THE CONTEXT IS THAT WHEN WE SPEAK THAT WHICH GOD GAVE, gave US FAITH THROUGH THE COVENANT OF JESUS, WE SHALL HAVE WHAT WE SAY. THAT'S OUR RESPONSE. And, and we use that not only in our relationship to God, in our prayer language, and in our prayer to God about our own situation, but we use it towards people around us. It says in Romans 12, 14, bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. No, don't speak words that minimize those. You may feel like it. We've all felt like that sometime. Uh, YOU KNOW, so I DON'T WANT TO ACT SPIRITUAL. I WANT TO HAVE A LITTLE CARNALITY FIT AND SPEAK DIMINISHING WORDS, CURSE WORDS, WITHERING WORDS OVER SOMEBODY. BUT HE SAYS, NO, BECAUSE WHAT GOD HAS DONE, THE WORDS HE'S SPOKEN of YOU, THAT EVEN PEOPLE WHO, who PERSECUTE YOU, who, WHO ARE AGAINST YOU, BLESS THEM. YOU'RE TOO BIG TO GO AROUND CURSING PEOPLE. YOU GOT CHRIST LIVING IN YOU. See, SEE, WORDS THAT COOPERATE WITH GOD ARE POWERFUL. Now you say, well, what about those curses? What about negative words? Well, uh, you know that they, they can, for you, if you let that grip your heart, can nullify God's blessing. Now, now, from God's perspective, it doesn't matter how many curse words are spoken; nothing will. UNDO WHAT JESUS CHRIST DID ON THE CROSS. LET ME SAY THAT AGAIN. NO MATTER HOW MANY NEGATIVE WORDS YOU HAVE, HOW MANY CURSE WORDS, HOW MANY DIMINISHING WORDS YOU HEAR, NONE OF THOSE CAN CHANGE THE BLESSING THAT JESUS HAS PREPARED FOR YOU uh, BY HIS DEATH AND RESURRECTION. BUT YOU CAN KIND OF STICK IT TO YOURSELF. YOU CAN KIND OF SHORT CHANGE IT FOR YOURSELF BY LISTENING TO THOSE. SO DON'T DO THAT. YOU KNOW, I WANT TO BRING OUT SOMETHING ELSE HERE. THE BLESSING OF GOD IS SO STRONG, IT CAN'T BE MANIPULATED. IT CAN'T BE LIKE NEGOTIATED. THE BLESSING STANDS FOREVER. IT IS ESTABLISHED IN JESUS CHRIST. SO NO MATTER WHAT YOU HAVE DONE, NO MATTER WHAT HAS HAPPENED, TODAY YOU CAN TURN AROUND AND SAY, I AM STEPPING IN TO THE BLESSING THAT GOD HAS PREPARED FOR ME. And, and when I thought of that, you know, the Old Testament stories, especially, well, both the New Testament and Old Testament, there's some interesting accounts. And in the book of Genesis, that chapter 27, you have one of those way out there stories. Well, let, let me give you the backdrop. So there were two twin brothers. There was Jacob and Esau. And God had spoken to Rebekah, the mother, that Jacob was to receive the blessing of the firstborn, the, the, the favored blessing. WOULD BE A BLESSING FOR BOTH OF THEM, BUT JACOB, BECAUSE JACOB WAS SET APART FOR THE MESSIANIC LINE AND SO HE WOULD RECEIVE THAT. NOW, ISAAC IN THE STORY, HE WAS KIND OF GETTING OLDER, BUT HE WASN'T THAT OLD. HE THOUGHT erroneously THAT HE WAS ABOUT TO DIE, BUT IN TRUTH, HE LIVED FOR 40 MORE YEARS, BUT WHEN THIS OCCURRED, ISAAC'S EYES WERE GETTING dim, AND HE GOT IT IN HIS HEAD. HE WANTED TO CIRCUMVENT. He wanted to manipulate God's blessing, kind of spin it a little bit, so that it wouldn't go to Jacob but to Esau. So the story. Let me, let me tell you the story. You can read it; it's a whole chapter. He, he said to Esau, his son, "Go out and, uh, you know, get some, uh, uh, kill an animal, prepare me a steak, bring it for me here, and, and I'm going to bless you." And so Rebecca heard about that, and she said, "Well, uh, Jacob, this is what's going to happen. When we we believe the blessing is powerful. Once it's spoken, it can't be unspoken." THAT'S TRUE FOR YOU. SEE, ONCE GOD'S BLESSING HAS BEEN SPOKEN OVER YOU THROUGH JESUS CHRIST AND THAT HAPPENED BEFORE YOU WERE BORN, IT JUST CAN'T BE RETRACTED AND SO SHE SAID TO her, JACOB, YOU KNOW, JUST GO AND, and kill, KILL ONE OF THE ANIMALS HERE IN THE, in the BARN. And then wrap some animal fur around your arms and put it on your chest because Esau, the brother, he was very hairy, but Jacob was kind of smooth, you know, didn't have many um, body uh, hairs. And so, and said that, and just kind of put some of the smell of that animal on you. So, you smell like you come from a hunting trip. So, he did that. This is all in the Bible. And uh, remember now, Isaac, he was kind of a little dim sighted. So, here comes Jacob. AND HE PRETENDS TO BE ESAU. AND, and FATHER ISAAC TOUCHES HIS, his, his ARMS AND SAYS, OH, WELL, you're, YOU'RE HAIRY. YOU'RE KIND OF HAIRY TOUCHING his CHEST. YOU GOT A HAIRY CHEST. IT MUST BE ESAU. And YOU SMELL LIKE ESAU. SO HE BLESSED HIM. AND THEN THE STORY, uh, AFTER A WHILE, AFTER THE BLESSING has SPOKEN, ESAU COMES BACK AND HE'S BEEN ON HIS HUNTING TRIP. HE'S READY TO RECEIVE IT. AND THEN IT DAWNS ON EVERYONE THAT Jacob has, uh, ISAAC IS GIVING HIS BLESSING TO JACOB. And he says, isn't that, is there not a blessing for me? And he receives some measure of blessing, but not that blessing that was reserved. Now, this is a strange story, isn't it? And I wouldn't even bother telling it if it had nothing to do with you. You see, the Old Testament stories of, of a blessing are a picture of our blessings through Jesus Christ. So they are there for us. And what we learn here is that God's blessing cannot be manipulated once Isaac had spoken the word of blessing it could not be retracted i say again god has spoken a word of blessing over you forget jacob and esau right now forget isaac and rebecca right now i'm talking about the blessing that is yours the covenant of blessing that you have through jesus christ it cannot be manipulated or negotiated away I also learned from this story, God's blessing cannot be given arbitrarily to anyone who just wants it. It's just like, uh, "Bless me, bless me, oh, just just bless me." And you know some preachers they, they carry on like, "Come here, I'll bless you, I'll bless you. Bless me, Father." Well, the blessing that I'm talking about, not some casual, just well-wish, but this blessing is reserved in Jesus Christ. It's in Jesus. And, and so I say, don't try to get God to bless just anything. Cooperate with what He has blessed. God has blessed everything that is in Jesus Christ. So get yourself in line with Jesus Christ. Get in line with His purposes, because that's where the blessing flows. Get there. You know, they used to say, get under the spout. Where the glory comes out. Well, I'll say get under the spout where the blessing is flowing nonstop. Another thing we learned from this story of of, of Isaac and Rebecca and, and, and Jacob and Esau is that God's blessing is worth everything. Every one of them were willing to take risks for the blessing. So in that sense, they had a, a right attitude towards God's blessing. His blessing is worth everything. Now we don't emulate or look at Rebecca and Jacob as our example here to, to scheme for a blessing, but the principle is this: that Jacob and Rebekah knew what had made Abraham and Isaac great, and it wasn't all their accomplishment. It wasn't all about how holy they were, what made them great, and what makes you great. IT'S THE BLESSING OF GOD. THEY COULD TAKE EVERYTHING YOU HAVE. THEY COULD TAKE AWAY ALL OF IT, BUT IF YOU HAVE GOD'S BLESSING, YOU CAN GET IT ALL BACK AGAIN. I SAY, THE BLESSING IS IRREVERSIBLE. GOD DOESN'T CHANGE HIS MIND. GOD IS NOT A MAN THAT HE SHOULD CHANGE HIS MIND. HE'S NOT THE SON OF A MAN THAT HE SHOULD SAY ONE THING AND DO ANOTHER. AND and, and SO, WHEN WE LOOK AT THE GOOD DEEDS THAT, FOR EXAMPLE, ABRAHAM, ISAAC AND JACOB DID, THEY DID A LOT OF GOOD DEEDS. Those good deeds were the result of God's blessing. It wasn't their shrewdness or their business acumen, it was God's blessing. Now, I don't wish anything bad for any one of you. I just wish good things, but I, I just use this to illustrate and to drive this point home in a very stark way. I mean, if you were to come to the place of your, where you live and everything was be burned to the ground, your furniture is gone, or a tornado would have wiped it all out. You don't have uh, one piece of furniture. You don't have a chair to sit on. You, you, you lost uh, everything you have. As long as you haven't lost the blessing of God, AND YOU HAVEN'T. BUT I'M MORE TALKING ABOUT YOUR WILLINGNESS TO BELIEVE IN GOD'S WORD OF BLESSING FOR YOU, YOU KNOW. THERE'S SUCH POWER IN THE BLESSING OF JESUS CHRIST. I THINK ABOUT THAT AND I'LL TOUCH ON THAT IN ANOTHER, MAYBE THE NEXT TIME THAT I SPEAK, it SAYS IN GALATIANS 3 that, THAT, YOU KNOW, JESUS TOOK THE CURSE FOR US And that we would have the blessing of Abraham. And he says actually that he redeemed us from the curse. And I want to say to you, you have been redeemed. You have been bought free from disfavor, from condescension, from put down to whatever held you back, whatever held you in its trap. You've been bought free into the covenant of blessing. And the whole point of these lessons is to say to you, COOPERATE WITH GOD'S BLESSING. COOPERATE WITH IT. It, YOU you KNOW, DON'T TRY TO GET GOD TO BLESS THIS AND THAT, but, BUT GET IN THAT FLOW OF BLESSING THROUGH JESUS CHRIST. THERE IS HEALTH. THERE IS LIFE. THERE IS WISDOM TO MAKE DECISIONS. THERE IS HELP, FIRST AND FOREMOST, IN YOUR SPIRITUAL LIFE TO KNOW THAT YOU HAVE ACCESS TO GOD. THERE'S HELP IN BUSINESS DECISIONS, IN RELATIONSHIP, GOD'S BLESSING COVENANT IS THERE FOR YOU. AND SO I'M GOING TO PRAY WITH YOU IN A MOMENT, BUT I WANT TO SAY, FIRST OF ALL, IF YOU DON'T KNOW CHRIST, THIS WHOLE CONVERSATION THAT WE DO HERE ABOUT CHRIST AND HOW HE'S DONE THIS AND HE'S DONE THAT AND GOD LOVES YOU AND ALL THAT, IT'S NOT REAL TO YOU. YOU HEAR IT, BUT IT'S NOT REAL. IT'S NOT ALIVE. I WOULD LIKE TO INVITE YOU RIGHT NOW TO RECEIVE THIS GIFT OF THE FORGIVENESS OF SIN, THIS NEW LIFE IN JESUS CHRIST.